Short round. Step on it. Okie dokie, Dr. Joe's home on your potatoes. Crying out loud, there's a kid driving the car. I don't know, I'm making this up as I go. We're talking about the Indiana Jones movie, and I'm Craig Hamilton, and Ben Stark will be joining me for the foreseeable future, and probably the unforeseeable future, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't predict that we will or we won't. Wait, I'll, whether I can predict it or not, we will be talking about these movies. I think that's how that works. Well, the deal is that there's no pressure to finish. We're not going to rush through a topic just because a baby's crying or we have pulled into our parking spot at work. Right. We are going to cut these off. We're going to paste them together, and we're going to shoot them right out at you at this podcast. Right. So this is this is this is us continuing the trend of, of Film Nerds Unlimited, which which the lo fi aspect of just kinda get the conversations when we can and we're gonna put them out there, but it's gonna be an extended ongoing conversation about Indiana Jones. And, you know, I think that that's thematically we can tie that in a little bit because that's how Spielberg approached the first Raiders movies. He had come the first movie at least, that he had come off of nineteen forty one, which is uh good movie and uh but it was very over it was excessive and bloated and very expensive so he said i'm gonna get down to the nitty-gritty and just make a quick uh fun short adventure movie and he ended up making what is my favorite movie of all time so maybe maybe this podcast series uh will be somebody somebody's favorite podcast series of all time so i think we're going to call these short rounds right yeah i love that Let's do it. So this is this is a film nerd short rounds where we uh, just t- dissect the Indiana Jones movies in long form. Uh, so we'll get started with just an overall discussion on the franchise itself. Uh, you just said Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark is your favorite movie of all time. So we know which one is your favorite movie of the franchise. Yeah. If we're following logic. But um, guess what? They're all great. All indeed. of them. All, all three. four. You know, all um, four. I'll say my favorite is also Raiders of the Lost Ark. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, um, is it my favorite franchise movie? Like, of all the franchises ever, is it my favorite? And there's a lot of franchises. I was looking at uh, a box office website that it listed, like, um, it ranked them by inflated adjusted domestic box office. Um Yeah, I remember like 10, 10, 15 years ago, like people would have conversations about like, what's the best sequel of all time? Because it was still like kind of rare to have a sequel. And now it's like, I think all of my favorite movies of all time are a sequel. I think Raiders is now a sequel somehow. Actually, it is a sequel. It is a sequel. (laughs) As we'll discuss more. So my favorite uh, movie of all time is a sequel. It's like, you know, I never would have thought, oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite franchise movie, but Jaws is a franchise. Sure. Uh, Chinatown is a franchise. I mean, there there are franchises that have zero movies that were released in the United. I mean, so I then I went down this dark rabbit hole. Um, but I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is definitely up there as one of my favorite movies in a franchise. If we're going to get really unnecessary. Um, yeah, I mean, and if you if you. If you expand it, I think it's probably my favorite film series too. 
Um, I mean, right there with Lord of the Rings, probably. And I mean, a lot of my friends, a lot of our friends, a lot of the film nerds grew up as Star Wars kids. And for me, I wasn't a Star Wars kid. I was an Indiana Jones kid. Like, these are the movies that I watched obsessively to kind of get into movies. Yes, I, I think I prefer, uh, if we're talking original trilogy, I think I prefer Indiana Jones, Star Wars. And we're making that comparison because it's a com- it's it's a comparison that needs to be made. It's a natural comparison. Because well, yeah, they're both Lucasfilm properties, and Harrison Ford is in both of them. Yep, absolutely. And... um so I, I, how would you rank the rest of the franchise? So for me, um, Last Crusade is second. It's also like that movie I, I've, I've is like really high, another really high one in my all-time favorite movies. It just has a vibe and an energy um, that I just – it's probably the movie I've seen next to Jurassic Park, the movie I've seen the most in my entire life. Like it's just so rewatchable. Um, and then after that is Temple of Doom, which um, has, well, we'll get into that later. And then last is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which, you know, I think that my li- my ranking is pretty normy. You know, I don't think, yeah. I think it's, a, it's, it's the standard ranking. Is yeah. yours the same? Yeah, I think the general consensus would be that order. Um, Raiders, to me, is is, if you're talking about, perfect movies or nearly perfect movies, Raiders is in that discussion. It should be studied in every way, yeah. in every aspect of film making. Um, I think it just, it is turned up to 11 on every front. Yeah, it's a, it's a filmmaker that um, was mad at himself and was wondering if he lost a touch. And so he like made sure that every scene he had the juice for it, you know, and and, and and no one ever accused him of losing the touch again. No, never again. Certainly not never. ever. Every, basically every movie he makes, everybody's right. like, oh, he's gone. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't even know who we're talking about because he's, he's fallen into obscurity uh, so much. And then never master. That's right. Never um, he will never be. Um, yes. So, so yeah, yeah, Raiders is it's the it's the last few years it's the movie I watch first every year. I don't know why I do that because I'm a dummy, but like you know, it's like I try to make sure like somewhere on one of the first days of the year I'm like, all right, I got to kick off my year right and and put in Raiders and make sure that it's still the best thing I've ever seen. And sure enough, it is. It never never gets old. The ball drops and the bottle pops and the, the couple kiss and the and the, the ball rolls and indeed. You're, yeah. The only thing popping in is the Raiders DVD into your Blu-ray player. That's right. Midnight. Yeah, I throw the disc in the air, and then I use a spare paint bottle to pop it out of the air and then divert it into the disc player. Right. And then I use another champagne bottle and pop that into the onto the play button, and then I pour champagne all over the remote, and then I can't watch it because everything is short-circuited. Right. Well, then, And then you can't rewind or fast-forward. And- right. Uh, well, let's just get into it then. Let's talk about some things. Raiders of the Lost Ark was released in 1981. Um, it takes place in the year 1936, which is important, as we'll discuss later. Uh, at any rate, 1981, its budget was $18 million, um, and it had an opening weekend of $8.3 million. Uh, that context is completely lost on me today when we're sure. ma- making $3 billion on the opening weekend. So right. $8.3 million in 1981 is like reading Greek. Um, watching a show 
made in Japan um, season four of that series, and I have no idea who the characters are or what they're even saying. Um, <laughs> the gross domestic box office was $248 million, which has to be good. Uh, the global was $390 million, and at the time, uh, which was at the time April 6, 1992, which was the, the next spring, it was third highest of all time. The number two, well, number one and two movies were, can you take a guess? Star Wars and E.T.? Star Wars and Jaws, good guess. Jaws, oh, oh E.T. hasn't come out yet. I'm, right. I'm dumb. Right, right. well, E.T. immediately shoots to the top when it does come out. Um, yeah. I'm, and then Gone right. with the Wind and, and It was around there somewhere, I would say. It was Star Wars, Jaws, Raiders, and Empire. Wow. And we're and we're and we're getting into some years where it's a Lucas Spielberg top ten yeah. box office domination. Well, the, and people were talking about them then, like people talk about Marvel now, where it's like they're ruining everything. It's like no, they oh, just happen right. to be making the very good movies right. that also are making a lot of money. Yeah, like, and, this, and this will end, and everybody needs yeah. to calm down. And they'll ruin everything in a few years. Not quite yet, though. Right. They will ruin everything. Um, yeah, everything. Will, yeah. It was definitely their fault that um, that whatever happened. I don't even know. I can't even think of a bad movie from the eighties because I'm such a mark. The, um, the, the I just had this information, so take it with a grain of salt. It's a ninety-four on Rotten Tomatoes, which is kind of stupid to me. But yeah. um, uh, Metacritic. I don't really look at Metacritic that much. It's hard to really gauge the scores and and my liking. Um, it's eighty-five on Metacritic, which is really good though. It was eighty-five. Eighty-five on Metacritic. Metacritic okay. is so. Yeah. I have no clue like, what that means. It's kind of like Pitchfork for movies. <laughs> um, it was nominated for eight Oscars. And won that's awesome. Four. Including yeah, including best including best uh, picture and director. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Which is crazy. Like again, it, like imagine imagine Infinity War being nominated for best director and best uh, best picture. Right, and, and and like without the decade preceding it of superhero movies, which may be like, why it's not. I don't know. Just like out of the gate, right? If they just start yeah, or or, or if you look at like yeah, if you look at Iron Man, you know, in two thousand eight, if it's been, I mean, I guess there was like legit buzz for Robert Downey Jr. Um, and then you know a few years before that, we had um, uh, Johnny Depp was nominated, right, for, for Jack Sparrow. I believe you're correct. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess it still happens every now and then. Again, it gets close to happening now and then, but it's still like. But again, Raiders is better than those movies, so. What can That's you true. That's true. It was also nominated for art direction, um, which the production designer, set designer, and art director all get the nomination. Norman Reynolds, Leslie Dilly, Michael Ford, uh, Douglas Slocum for cinematography. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't. Um, I can't. I can't take. Credit for this joke. Um, I believe it's somebody on Twitter. Um, ooh, who was it? Um, I believe it was the host of a podcast called Masterpiece Cinema, who said that if he wrote a biography of Douglas Slocum, it would be called Slocum if you got him. Nice. Which well, I think is a funny joke from like yeah. seven years ago on yeah, Twitter. That's, he definitely has a, a voice in this series. Yeah, he's great. And he I think yeah. he was almost blind by the time they made Last Crusade. Oh, really? 
Yeah, and I mean, I, the the thing about Crystal Skull, we'll get to it when we get to it, okay, everybody? Um, the thing about yeah. Crystal Skull is I, I like that um, Kaminsky brings his own thing to it, but I think we could all agree Kaminsky is a different cinematographer than Douglas Slocum. Like, there is... There is something else. There is something else going on there uh, visually that it's different than these movies, and I think they tried to mimic it a little bit, but then Spielberg also gave Kaminsky room to kind of be himself. So yeah, I think that you know, Crystal Skull is an outlier for numerous reasons, but one of them is that it's a different you know, it's a different guy behind the lens. It's uh, that's that's very evident. Um, film editing Michael Kahn. Yeah, win. Michael Kahn. I should say it also won for art direction, film editing. You won for visual say effects. That, yeah, okay. All right. Um, and it won for sound, um, which I believe must have been sound mixing at the time. It's, it's so difficult to actually tell because back in those days, uh, they didn't have two sound. Um, right. So, so it was location sound and then the editing of sound. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So was the well, it was how they aged, I guess. I don't know. You know yeah. more about that than me. No, I, I actually don't. You're the one that makes movies, so I. Well, I, I mean, well, I, I do, but I don't know. I don't. I don't win Oscars, um, or or award Oscars. Uh, but I think that the well, the movie is is interesting in that because like that shootout in the in in the Ravenwood bar is so interesting from a sound perspective that. Like it's uh, it's everything, you know. It's a little bit of location sound, and it's a lot of sound editing. But it was also the rise of THX and and Lucas's foray into that world. Um, so yeah, it was it was Raiders of the Lost Ark at the time was probably like on the for, like was the most sound complex movie of 1981. I have to imagine. It was sound sound and it's sound. <laughs> sound sound. It won a special achievement for sound, um, ah, well, there you go. because because there weren't enough. From what I understand, there weren't enough movies to actually create a, a separate category to uh-huh. an Oscar statue. So they just gave a special achievement award to Raiders for for their sound achievement. Um, and now, and starting the next year in '82 to the present, they actually have its own category, as you know. And in between '63 and '67, they had their own category, but in um, 75, 77, 78, 79, and 81, they had to do a special achievement because they could only find one movie with good sound. Out of all the movies released in all those years, only one movie each year had good sound. Anyways, um, so that's Raiders for you. Third highest of all time at the time it was released in 1981. So how, many sound, how many sound awards is this podcast going to win? <laughs> can, I, can you even hear me talking? <laughs> oh, that was perfectly timed. You broke up right when I asked the question and you answered oh, cool. it. Oh, so. cool. The joke worked exactly how I wanted it to. Go ahead. Temple, Temple of Doom in 1984. Um, the budget was $28 million, so they gave Stephen another $10 million to work with. Uh, it happened, had an opening weekend of $25 million, as opposed to 8.3 for Raiders. So opening weekend, $25 million. This is what Dwayne The Rock Johnson would call brand equity. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the sale. Well, well, because I would imagine, oh, we know this, we know this guy. That's Indiana Jones. Let's go yeah. see that movie. And his now his name is in the title, right? Because oh, the first movie he wasn't point. his name wasn't he wasn't he wasn't a brand uh, the first time he was a. Cause, cause it, now he was. We certainly wouldn't go see a movie 
about a guy that we didn't know about. No, if, if a guy's name isn't in the title, then what the hell? He must not be very important. Well, there you go. You, you, you make a point. Forrest Gump, there's no franchise, but his name's John Gump. Carter. But that's why, that's why everybody goes to see it. Yeah, John Carter wouldn't have made as much money as it did if we hadn't known the guy's name. Um, well, it's funny because you talk about – right, yeah. Uh, you talk about um, brand equity, um, but I've got the poster for Raiders hanging up in my dining room, and it says, I think, from the, the team that brought you Star Wars and Jaws. So Lucas and Spielberg were were names, you know, that you could sell a movie by using their names in 1981. I wonder when, the first, when was the first time that that happened, where they advertised for a movie and it's marketed based on – from the makers of... Well, I think doesn't Citizen Kane, like, doesn't the trailer for Citizen Kane, like, bring up, like, hey, I'm Orson Welles. I brought you War of the Worlds. I kind of screwed screwed you guys up, didn't I? Ha, ha, ha. Here's my friends, and we're making a movie. So I think pretty early on it wow. was like, you like this, now you like this too. Please come give money. That's fascinating. Yeah. Well, uh, I, now it's maybe a good time to... to, to um, to hit pause on this one, uh, I think if we haven't made it clear yet, what we're kind of doing uh, in the series is we're not talking about the movie in release order. We're actually going to be talking about them in narrative chronological order. So um, maybe next time we get together, we can start talking about the first movie in the Indiana Jones chronology, which is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Already, George Lucas is just aching to make a prequel. Yeah, he's got prequels in his blood. 